Yo, yo, what it is? When you hear that music, it's time for the Elven Nerds Podcast. I'm Andy, and I'm here with my buddy, the dude. What's up, Andy? What's up, bud? Oh, uh, you know, the usual raging anger from technical difficulties as we prepare to do the show. <laughs> that is pretty, uh, pretty par for the course, as the podcast tends to go. Uh, every so often we like to get together and talk about some records that we are fondly in love with. Our tastes vary a little bit, but we do enjoy discussing those differences and sharing them with you, the listening audience. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. Glad to have you. Before we get started, I'm just going to mention that we do publish playlists of all these songs we're going to play on the show from all these great records you can listen to on Spotify. Just search for Album Nerds. It's two words. You'll find our account, and there will be the playlist for this episode, episode 89. Or you can go to our website, albumnerds.com, and the playlist will be up there as well, along with the show notes. I just want to say welcome to everyone. We're going to run through six great albums, and uh, hopefully you'll love them too. Should we get started? Let's dig in. That's right. These are the best around in our very humble opinions. So let's get started. I'm bringing to the table a country band named Flatland Cavalry. The album is called Homeland Insecurity. The song is Honey Wine. All right, once again, that was Flatland Cavalry with Honey Wine from the album Homeland Insecurity. came out in January of this year. They're a uh, country and Americana band, Flatland Cavalry, from Lubbock, Texas. They formed in 2012. This is their second full-length album. That song, Honey Wine, is sort of a nickname for the girl he's in love with, but she got it because they started off by having this drink, Honey Wine, and it's kind of indicative of the album folksy, descriptive. The lyrics are well-written, thoughtful, bring images to mind. They really paint pictures. The album itself is a nice mix of upbeat and slower songs. I think the second half is a little stronger for me. The lead singer and songwriter's name is Cleto Cordero, which I think that's enough. I think I could stop right now because <laughs> that name is awesome. So, you know, they have this old school sound. There's even a song called Old School on the album. Here's a quote from the Saving Country Music website. Flatland Cavalry is, is an assemblage of old souls who have studied the legends and are looking to put their own spin on the music. And I think that sums it up pretty well, the band and this album. Andy, thoughts? I, you know, it was kind of lukewarm on it. Definitely not bad. Definitely not offensive. But I didn't really take to it too quickly. I enjoyed some of the fiddle playing, but I wish that some of these songs were maybe a little bit longer, or they took a little more time to explore what sounds like their musical chops that they have. Um, 
Yeah, they seem like they're really talented musicians, but I don't know. It's not being a huge country, especially this style of country mm-hmm. fan. It was a little hard for me to get my teeth into. Yeah, I wanted to bring them up just because I think that they are they have a a future, and I'd like to see like to see where it goes uh, with this band. So I think that's gonna do it. Once again, got to go check out Flatland Cavalry if you're a fan of this kind of stripped-down country, Homeland Insecurity, and uh, hope you like it. All right, man. That was a cool little taste of Texas there. Uh, We're going to move all the way up to Chicago, straight north, and I'm talking about Jamila Woods and her record from this year, Legacy Legacy, double exclamation points. All right, and the track we are going to feature is track number three. It's called Giovanni. That's Giovanni from Legacy Legacy by Jamila Woods. This is her second studio album for the uh, Chicago-based singer-songwriter. She fits squarely in that R&B genre, I would say. And this is picked up forward from her from her last record, in my opinion. It's a bit of a concept record. Not that there's an overarching story, but each track on here, you can see as you go through the track names, is named after a prominent um, African-American artist or activist. Some of them are activists, which is kind of cool. So it's a, you learn a little bit of history lesson, um, but also some really good songs here. Each song is just catchy and clear message and pretty accessible, but it's got that extra layer of having some nods to this particular person in history. And you can kind of learn a little bit about maybe some people you wouldn't be um, too familiar with otherwise. This is definitely one of my favorite records of the year so far, I would say. Big fan of the sound she has here. But what do you think, man? That's that's really what matters. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I don't know if all of our listeners agree with that. It kind of depends on which side of the genre coin they fall. I do yeah. like R&B. I do like soul music. I tend to like the traditional stuff, the 70s stuff, even some of the 80s. But I really liked this as I first started listening, it's it was pretty lengthy, but I had positive impressions, and the concept is great. I did read about that. I like her voice, kind of uh, Erica Badu-ish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good production, good songwriting. The, the, the only things I didn't like were the length and get feeling like the mood is broken by featured artists and raps. But, but otherwise, it was cool, man. I, the concept in particular just really impressive you know that's kind of a a matter of taste in terms of how that fits in with r&b i enjoyed it there's one remix song at the end of the record which i think kind of throws things off a little bit i always take that out of my personal spotify uh version of the record but uh anyway i digress 
Uh, I think it's a great, great R&B record. The name of the record again is Legacy Legacy by Jamelia Woods. All right, moving on to another dude pick. This is Rain Wolf is the name of the band. The album is called Hear Me Out, and the song is called Black and Red. Once again, Rainwolf album is Hear Me Out, and the song was Black and Red, which was the first single. This is a blues hard rock outfit. Really one guy for the most part, Jordan Cook, who was raised in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, home of many bands I love, including the Sheepdogs, and of course, One Bad Son. And some others, but we I don't want to go all Canadian on y'all. All right, so around 2012, Jared Cook moved to Seattle, took this Rain Wolf moniker on, and performed as Rain Wolf, and it was mostly him and a kick drum and his guitar. I've been checking this out since 2012. Saw him on YouTube, thought he was awesome, couldn't wait for the album. Out would come a single. Out would come another single. Three years would go by another single. He's touring with Black Sabbath. He puts a band together. No album, no EP, nothing. And then finally here in 2019, we get a Rainwolf album. It's vicious and loud. It's got swagger. It's got blues. It's got hard rock, great vocals. I guess these guys just are incredible live. And there's a vibrancy with these songs. There's this garage rock feel to it. It was worth the wait. I mean, I would have liked to have seen it sooner. If you like Black Keys... Queens of the Stone Age, ours, we've talked about on the show, other melodic sort of rock bands with the vocals. It's a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, Andy, what were your thoughts on Rain Wolf? I've been waiting. Were you waiting? I wasn't quite uh, as aware of them as you were apparently for the last uh, seven years. <laughs> I was but, shocked. Uh, I really, I mean, I looked them up on a whim because I hadn't heard anything in years. And then I find out there's a full length. I had no idea. And here's the record. Oh, that's an exciting feeling. Uh, dude, I would say this record is awesome. really enjoy this quite a bit. It it sounds like the second coming of Queens of the Stone Age to me. Mm-hmm. Like When you said that, I could totally hear that, especially his voice. His range is pretty exceptional, especially how quickly he goes from screaming, or not screaming, but having like a very loud voice to a very soft, kind of intimate sound. And just a few seconds apart is pretty impressive. Band really plays off his energy, I'd say, very well. And the record is like just enough to give you a taste. It's like ten tracks. None of them are over four minutes. Correct. So it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect rock record. Probably my top three rock records of the year to date so far. So I'm pretty awesome. glad you brought this one up, man. I just I wanted. I thought you'd like it. 
and it's cool. I had a feeling I'd be bringing something to the table you hadn't heard of before, and that's always fun. Yeah, that's what makes doing the show exciting, man. When you, yeah. <laughs> when you find something like this, it's like, ooh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, Thank even you. just on a one-to-one basis, I hope this helps people out there listening yeah. to the show, but just between Andy and I, this is the good stuff for us, you know? So. <laughs> no, these guys, I got to imagine they're going to become popular. Like, I hope so, man. I haven't heard anything like this in a while, so it's... It's cool. All right, cool. So everyone, go check out Rain Wolf album. Is hear me out. Uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Wonderful summer rock album. So go forth and listen. Speaking of listening, we're going to take a little break here from the albums, and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for listening to and supporting the Album Nerds podcast. Uh, there's a new app. It's called Podcoin. It, it's a podcast player that pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast that you listen to. Just get the Podcoin app on iPhone and Android. It's free and easy to use. You can use uh, this Podcoin that you earn to claim gift cards or donate them to charity if you so choose. I've been using Podcoin for the last month or so for all my podcasts. Works great and I'm earning earning a little coin, but I'm still enjoying my shows. So just go out and check it out. Go get the Podcoin app. Use the invite code ALBUMNERDS I believe it's with a capital A, capital N, one word. You'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up if you use that code. So uh, go give Podcoin a try and uh, listen to our show. All right, back to the music. All right, so we got one more new release recommendation here for you. It's coming from a California-based jazz musician by the name of Koshemia. Koshemia. That's right. I don't know. Koshemia. <laughs> We'll go with Koshe Mia. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's nice. All right. So Koshe Mia, his record is All My Relations. It came out earlier in 2019. He is a saxophonist, and you're going to hear that featured here on the track we're going to play, which is entitled Mitote. Kochimia is the project of Kochimia Gastelum, who is saxophonist. He played with uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I guess this is called a jazz record, but it brings in a lot of other types of music as well. I would say there's some Latin music as well as some Native American music, um, which I believe is part of his ancestry. This record, you know, based on the title, All My Relations, I think is really an exploration into his past and especially his family's past, where they came from, what they were into, those previous generations. It has a very open looseness to the, to the record, like you might expect to have in a, in a jazz record. I feel like there's a lot of jamming going on. There's always a few of these records that creep up every year that, um, Seem to make it into my listening rotation. And this is, this has been a pleasant surprise. Mr. Dude. I haven't done this in a long time. Jazzy. <laughs> it's jazzy. It's cool. It was fun to listen to. I listened to it more than once, which doesn't always happen, with, I think, for either of us on each other's picks. Uh, yeah, it was cool, man. It was uh, fun to listen to. So I would definitely 
recommend checking it out. Um, nice pick, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good beats it all the way through. All right. So once again, the record is On My Relations by Cochamilla. It is on Daptown Records. So check it out if you get a chance. Now's the time when we go back to old friends. Best friends, if you will. You know who a uh, man's best friend is, right? Old dogs. Once again, it's old dogs. I know Andy loves it when I do this voice. What's your, your creepy child monster voice? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Yeah, so we like to go back to some older albums that we feel we'd like to bring to the forefront. In my case, this is a band everybody's heard of. A lot of people have strong reactions to one way or another. You either love them or you hate them. <laughs> it's Kiss, Creatures of the Night. And the song is I Love It Loud. All right, once again, that was Kiss with the album Creatures of the Night. That was from 1982. The song was I Love It Loud. And I love this album. It's not... Uh, it's not Beethoven. It's not Beethoven. <laughs> it's Kiss. And, it, you know, we've talked about another... This was their 10th album. We had talked previously on the show about their concept record from a year or so before called uh, Music from the Elder, which really went off the rails for what Kiss was known for. And this album was kind of their comeback from that. It didn't sell very well. People were kind of tired of them. They still had the makeup on. I had kind of fallen out of Kiss fandom at this point. But I was reintroduced to this album somewhere in the 90s by a manager at a record store I worked at. And it's just a fun album. It's a pure Kiss party anthem type stuff. I love that song. I love it loud. I think the closer is probably at least in my opinion, the best song on the album, War Machine. Among KISS fans, this is a classic and a favorite. And I just thought I'd throw it out there for those who hadn't heard about it. If you like KISS or you're feeling nostalgic, go check it out. What do you think, Andy? I think if I was a young lad in the early 80s, <laughs> I maybe would appreciate this record. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just I don't have the nostalgia for this band. That- right. That I mean, a lot of folks do. Yeah, I had the bubblegum cards and... Right, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We pretend to be Kiss and hold tennis rackets and stuff as guitars. So, yeah, I get it, man. Just listening to it from a musical standpoint, it's not particularly I interesting know, to me. Just, just, I have to say that. I have to say it. Andy, come on. Just, but can you... there are good songs on here. I like, <laughs> okay. I like I Love It Loud and... Is it Rock and Roll Hell? I thought it was pretty fun. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. That's it, folks. Kiss, Creature of the Night... Go have fun with it if you so desire. All right, man. Well, uh, interesting pick, to say the least, there. Got to get the kiss in. Got to get some kissing. All right. So, for my pick, going back even farther, back to 1967, I'm talking about Captain Beefheart and his magical band. And the album is Safe as Milk. We are going to play a track nine from the record. This is called Plastic Factory. Yeah. 
All right, that was Plastic Factory from Safe as Milk. This is Captain Beefheart's official first studio record. Uh, it features a much more accessible sound than you will find later in the discography. <laughs> 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 Not everybody can get down with the Beefheart, but I think if you give this record a chance, you might just come to love them. Uh, it has a very blues rock sound to it and maybe pop blues is the best way to describe it it's a little weird it's a little warped in terms of the uh, instrumentation and you get the the beef heart customary uh sort of tongue-in-cheek poetic lyrics that i love these songs are mostly fun and pretty catchy there's some really cool uh studio effects that they use um you know for this, this is made in 67 so it's probably my most listened to Beefheart record. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite, but I definitely do come back to this one most frequently. Highly recommended for me. What did you think, Captain Dude? Not weird. I mean, a little weird, but not as weird. I mean, there's this connection between him and Zappa where they are kind of like equally bizarre. Mm-hmm. And this, I had not heard this particular album before, so I was quite surprised actually by the bluesy aspects although then there'd be a super weird song here and there but it was not total bizarro and it was, yeah it was fun it was kind of a nice little time capsule of uh, the late 60s when artists were starting to feel like they could stretch and do things that other people yeah. had done. so it was cool man yeah it definitely sounds 60s for sure especially in the production style but yeah definitely worth a listen if you haven't heard this record i think it's highly underappreciated and maybe one of their their best um, so once again, the record is Safe as Milk from Captain Beefheart and his magic band. Word up. Time to wrap things down. Because I said word up. I didn't want to confuse people. So please tell us what you're listening to. Tell us what records we should be listening to and talking about next. Uh, just email us podcast at albumnerds.com. That is right. You guys also subscribe to the show in all the usual places. And remember to check out that playlist we put together on Spotify or our website. You don't need a paid subscription to Spotify or the website. Uh, you can listen for free. So uh, just search for Album Nerds. Sweet. So we'll be back next time with more album, 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 album recommendations for you. Can't wait to talk to you. Thanks for listening. Bye.